Welcome to Life Quest Liberty, live in-depth conversations with today's top writers, editors, and spiritual leaders concerning religious freedom around the world. On today's broadcast, we'll examine local and international factors that may be impacting your right to worship and obey God as your conscience dictates. I'm your Life Quest Liberty host, Charles Mills. Today is the final broadcast of Life Quest Liberty with Lincoln Steed, the magazine's editor. Why? Because the man is retiring after 22 years at the helm. That's amazing. During the last three shows, I've asked Lincoln to share with us how the world of religious liberty has changed during that time, and today is event number four. We talked about the homeschooling crisis, we talked about the faith-based initiative and voucher system, and of course, last time we talked about 9-11. Now we talk about what? Lincoln, what is number four? Well, number four is much more recent. Mm -hmm. I don't think I will quickly get over the scenes that I saw, and then in replay, even more uh, frightening scenes of the events of January 6th. The storming of the uh, Temple of Liberty was quite disconcerting, to say the least. And I've not read it anywhere, but to me, it was evocative of what we saw in uh, Russia after the collapse of the Soviet Union. Boris Yeltsin, the ex-mayor of Moscow, took over, and a lot of the legislators didn't go along with what he was saying. And so he brought the tanks in. And I never forget the picture of the tanks firing into the glass facade of the Parliament building. And eventually, after a couple of days, the parliamentarians came out under a white flag. I mean, that's the sort of stuff that we've entered. We like to think that America is exceptional. Unfortunately, it's not. A lot of the dislocations that come upon all societies are falling upon us and for some of the same reasons. My second last editorial, and I can't remember if I shared it on this program or not, but the title is not mine, but I borrowed it from a poem, but I called it The Darkness Falls Again. Yes. You know, that's from the poem The Second Coming by William Butler Yeats. Mm -hmm. But in a historical sense, this is what I see happening. We're going through another dark age or entering into it. Mm -hmm. And as I said in another program, enabled by loss of memory about our founding principles, both of Christianity and of civil governance the coarsening of the public debate, the restriction, and then the perversion of news entities. We say we're in an information age, but it's corrupted information. That's for sure. People are just being overloaded with stupidities, and it's almost impossible for the average person to discriminate between truth and error. And even visually, you know, the Bible says a time will come that will deceive the very elect. Mm -hmm. You know, you can watch a video now that can be constructed out of whole cloth. It may not have really happened, usually a shorter sequence. It's smoke and mirrors. And on January 6th, we saw the rudest, most violent replay of what has happened many times in the U.S. You know, racism, violence, partisan violence, you know, in the build-up to the U.S. Civil War. There was fighting on the floor of the Senate, and one southern senator beat a uh, northern senator senseless with his cane, and the guy died a couple of days later. Mm. This is not the first time to have this sort of violence, but it's the first time in a long time, and it's the old demons showing themselves again. Mm. Mm. And as in the Civil War, God is invoked. Abraham Lincoln said both sides prayed to God, and he Mm. couldn't be answering both their prayers. Mm -hmm. 
Well, you know, the, the little prayer ceremony near the speaker's podium was shocking to me. Mm-hmm. It's easy invocation of God on their cause. Once you invoke absolute good and absolute evil, horrible things happen, That's unfortunately, right. when humans are involved. Well, Lincoln, those images which will ever be burned into our psyche certainly did change. But can you say it was all for the bad? I mean, we had a change in leadership. We had a change in attitude toward others and immigrants. And we had a change, Lincoln. How can we say it was all bad? Well, nothing's all bad and all good, but I believe the force of history is in the wrong direction at the moment. Okay. And of course, what has put us now into a thoroughly abnormal situation, and it's really one and the same with the the last election, this last year of COVID has really broken society globally, Mm -hmm. and in the U.S., I think, as much as anywhere. It's broken society, and again, invoked some reflex reactions that are... uh, very uh, anti-democratic and anti-religious freedom. I don't think I will ever quite be reconciled to how easily most churches slunk away to their homes on government edicts that religious services are not essential services. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that it was smart, as a very few churches did, to keep worshipping and a crowd together and, and, you know, become super spreaders. But Early on, for example, there were legal threats made against churches who uh, wanted to have church services in their cars in parking lots, and that was forbidden Hmm. because it was just decided arbitrary. Religion was not a necessary service, as were pawn shops and liquor stores and so on. Mm -hmm. And we got used to jumping when the government said, uh, not a legal pretext, but someone's sense of panic. And, you know, panics can be described differently by different people. And I'm still of the mindset that while uh, 600,000 people died, which is a horrendous number, and of course horrendous numbers of people die every year from cancer and heart disease and and traffic accidents and and obesity, we don't outlaw Coca-Cola, there are hazards in life that, that are real. I mean, huge numbers of people are going from quite avoidable situations. And we should have taken this health emergency seriously, but... To destroy society in the name of saving people doesn't make any sense. We are going to have many poor people die of bad nutrition from kids not in school where they get the necessary meal. We're going to have stress-related illnesses. We've already seen that, where people die or their life value diminishes greatly. We're heading toward more unemployment. We've broken the financial system by cheap, well, not even cheap, free monopoly money. That's the next step. And... I know history well enough to know war is coming. War will follow all of this. I don't know if it's World War Three, but war will follow. Social dislocation and war go together. So we're in a very uh, strange cycle of history at the moment. And all the individual can do or should do is look to their personal values, live them and speak them. The Old Testament said, who knows that the Lord may show favor. But to ignore the facts of history is naive and dangerous. We'll see. I think the next two, three years are going to be very telling. And uh, I I watch social media and that, and there's a bubbling, boiling craziness behind the scene. And and since we talk about my retirement, I didn't ask for these years that have been laid upon me. (laughs) 
They come to all of us, and and I got tricked because last time I looked, I was like middle aged, <laughs> and even that I felt was a bit of a trick. <laughs> yes, yes. But the thing that's made it not easy, but that makes me want to just exit quickly, the phone calls and emails that I'm getting lately, I get wonderful commendations, even for the editorials, which yes. is personally nice. But there's a there's a continuing and growing number of people that call in. Differing from what liberty's pushing, and, and it's me they're attacking, but, you know, the separation of church and state and religious liberty for all people. Mm. They don't believe in such things. Mm. It's only a few days that I had a Seventh-day Adventist call me up, taking issue with an article we had on the right of Christians to defend themselves. I put it in as an opinion, because it's a very dubious yeah. model. Mm. I think the Bible, especially the New Testament, pushes us toward pacifism and nonviolence. But when I talk to this guy... Pretty soon, I hear him say that the state has an obligation to enforce morality. Mm. And I said, well, that's pretty much invoking the Middle Ages. No, no, no. And he said, you know, God will kill you and punish you if you disobey, and the state should do the same thing. There it is. There it is. And so I quoted to him what I heard Cardinal Dolan say about the Catholic Church, that their view once was that error has no rights. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what this person was telling me. How can any civil Western liberal, in the best sense, democracy survive when you have people that are pushing for that? They want power so they can force you to obey their view of morality and religion. We're on the cusp of that. Lincoln, you read to me a short response that you gave to one of the many emails that you got. Would you do us a favor and read your response? Don't have to read the original email. Just read your response to it because I think it really highlights what this is all about, what the magazine is all about, and the warning you are giving as you leave the editorship. Share that with us now. Yeah, this is what I wrote. I said, thanks for your interest in religious liberty. And the person said that they wanted to get involved with religious liberty. And then took great exception to what they found in Liberty. Yes. And it says, You will be happy to know that I am in the process of retirement due to AIDS. One of the radical shifts that has made this easier for me is that a large block of Adventists now support the new conservative paranoia and have thrown over our Bible-based history of a separation of church and state. While I grew up in Australia, I have lived in the U.S. for over 45 years long enough to see the American dream turn toxic. As the American Revolution of the mid-1700s heated up, the one-third who supported separation began to destroy presses that printed anything they disliked and burn the houses of those not quite with them. Curiously, even burning Benjamin Franklin's home as he fled for his life. We seem to be in a second, not-so-democratic moment. I think it likely that with the usual easy invocation of God and patriotism, we will burn the houses of all who do not worship as the new order imagines. Late in the day, God bless you in your search.
Lincoln Steed, outgoing editor of Liberty Magazine. This is our final show with you as editor. Lincoln, I want to tell you that I have appreciated the many, many years that you and I have done this show together, and you will be missed, but I know that good things are on the horizon for you. Well, thank you. I've had fun working with you, Charles. It's been wonderful. Thank you very, very much, and please know that you're welcome back any time. LibertyMagazine.org is the website listener. If you'd like to go there and read some of the writings of this man that I have been talking to for almost 20 years now, and I just want to invite you, listener, to educate yourself, to sit down with Liberty Magazine in one hand and the Bible in the other, and perhaps the Constitution tucked in beside there, and acquaint yourself to the truth. That seems to be what's missing today, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. It is gone, but we can get it back. LibertyMagazine.org can help you do that. Lincoln, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Going, going, gone. Uh, Going, going, (laughs) gone. Strike four. And until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Lincoln Steed inviting you to rest in the freedom of God's unending love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call 443-391-7258 or email us through our website at libertymagazine.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today. <laughs>